Jep, Jep, man, you know how we get down. Last year, niggas tried to switch up on us. That's okay, red line, we shit now. All the bad girls, when they hit now, all the real... Welcome, welcome, welcome to Blackface White Place. I'm your host, Duffy. Let's start the show. I'm working my way back into podcasting shape, trying to be better than I was the second time around, the first time around. So, I don't really have all the segments worked out and ironed out perfectly. So, I think I'm just going to freestyle a bit until I feel that I have the format that best works for me and hopefully works for you, the listener. This week, I want to talk about color. Now, it can be C-O-L-O-R or C-O-L-O-U-R. I don't really care how you spell it. But we're not talking about Roy G. Biv. We're not talking about the rainbow. We're talking about the different shades that we, as a human race, come in. And the culture that goes behind each of these different magnificent shades. I'm in a very white place. It's the podcast title. And I've encountered it a lot. The the old adage of I don't see color. When I look at you, I don't see what color you are. I just see you. And when I was younger, I would have went along with that. As I've gotten older and I've experienced more and I've seen more and I've met more people and I've become more sure of myself, that shit bothers me. It really does. Um, because when I hear a person say that, when I look at you, I don't, I don't see color. I don't see your color. Well, then you're truly not seeing me. You're, you're not seeing my background. You're, you're not seeing, you know, my mother and my grandmother, my aunt and my uncle and my teachers and my mentors. You're not seeing the city that I'm from. You're not seeing the music that I grew up on. You're not seeing the movies that I watched. You're, you're not seeing the food that I ate. You're, you're, you're not hearing the words. You're not seeing the memes. You're not seeing the gifts. You're not reading black Twitter. You didn't read word up. You're not you're not seeing these things. You're not seeing jet. You're saying that you you're not seeing me fully. And I think that is uh, that is something to be bothered about. Something to be irritated with. 
And we live in a PC culture. Uh, a coworker recently told me that uh, I was wearing a shirt from this company, HGC Apparel. And they come up with uh, clothing that has the phrase, the statement, really, black by popular demand. I mean, it says it right there. It's just right there for everyone to see. Black by popular demand. I wore it to work. Um, At work? I have been called a, you know what, not by coworkers, by patients, and I let it slide, because they are old, I mean like dirt old, like, like old, like racism is the only thing that's keeping their, their organs and their bones and shit together, like. Just hatred is the only thing keeping them alive right now. And that shit can't, that can't fuel you forever. So they're going to die soon. I'm not wishing death on anybody. I'm just saying, like, you know, how life goes. You know, we're born. You know, we live, we grow, we learn. We hopefully pass off the life lessons that we learn through however many years that we get to to live on this planet live on this earthly plane and pass it on to the next but they don't have long so I let it slide anyway I was wearing the shirt from HGC black by popular demand and uh, I was wearing a blazer over top of it and my co-worker asked me hey why are you uh why are y'all dressed up and I told her, not really, I'm not really dressed up. I'm just wearing the blazer over top of it to kind of dress my outfit up just a tiny bit because of the shirt I'm wearing. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to cause any problems. I've already had some problems. I'd rather not continue it. Now, some of you are probably asking, well, if you've had these problems and you're wearing a shirt and you think it might cause further problems. Why not just wear the shirt at all? Because I like the fucking shirt. It's awesome. Go get yourself one. It's fucking amazing. But only if you're black. Please. Please, if you're not black, please don't buy the shirt. You're just putting yourself in an awkward position. I mean, somebody's bound to see you. And you don't want black Twitter coming after you. They're like the greatest detectives of all fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want those uh that that subset of the internet uh to come after you so please easy common sense anyway back to the subject at hand i told her i told her that and she looked at me and she said you know that's fucking bullshit which is true and that uh, she told me a quick little story that, you know, her dad was pretty racist, pretty prejudiced uh, growing up. She was growing up and uh, a friend of hers and herself stood up uh, 
for a classmate of theirs who was going to the prom with her friend who happened to be black. And I'm like, that's what's up. Like, you don't deserve a bone. You don't deserve an attagirl. You don't deserve a cookie. Did the right thing because it was the right thing. But then the next thing that she said out of her mouth was, you know, my dad was, you know, how he was. But, you know, I don't see color. I'm black as shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got my fro going, you know? She's coming back. She's coming back strong. She's curly as shit. She out there. I'm not light-skinned by any stretch of the imagination. I'm brown. All right? Brown. Chocolatey. Milk chocolate. I'm a Hershey bar. You know what I'm saying? I'm a milk chocolate motherfucking Hershey bar. Okay, I'm getting my skin all smooth and shit, you know, I'm getting old, I'm like, fuck, you know, my skin is not gonna always be great, I need to take care of this bitch, so you know, my shit's getting smooth, it's getting silky, it's getting, it's getting milk chocolate, delicious, smooth looking like I'm coming out of the candy store, just fresh melted chocolate, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm sorry. I was enjoying that a bit too much. My apologies. But when she said that, how do you not see me? How do you not see my color? I see her. And I see that she is a white woman. Do I tag and shoulder her and and burden her with all of the history of of white people in this country or you know white women in particular no but i see that she is a white woman and she could be italian she could be ukrainian she could be russian she can be irish You know, she could have a culture. She could be Jewish. I'd have to know her better to know those backgrounds. But there's a possibility behind that. And behind that possibility is a a language, is foods, movies, music movement, hair, beauty, family. And that's why it bothers me so much. I think I know that slavery being abolished officially on record, on paper, it made the racist creative. Any and everybody knows that. You know what? I take that back. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people choose to ignore that. That the overt system of, of slavery morphed and became slicker. 
after slavery, there was Jim Crow. Uh, I mean, and after the Civil Rights Act, you know, there was redlining. I mean, these are these are facts. This is history, but it is not something that is taught to everyone, and it's unfortunate. It it should be something that is that is taught from the beginning, because it's not Black history. It's American history. Yeah, I'm black, but where am I from? America. But before that, I took a genealogy test. Not no 23andMe shit like that. I did mine for fucking science, you know. I read my my uh, fine print. National Geographic Human Genome, Human Genographic Project. It's a great program. And they showed me some things. But even seeing it on, on my screen didn't really create that connection. So what am I? I'm American. And the history that comes with being black in America is American history. And it should be taught to everyone. Not just to, to black and brown children. In order for, for us to escape from the scared thought of I don't see color don't see me see my color see my culture see my history but also acknowledge the bad I like also acknowledge the history that that led me to be here in this moment with you America needs to reckon with its history as a whole and then and only then will its people be free truly free and truly unburdened while I was thinking about doing this episode I bumped into an article on the Smithsonian that was an article about five times that the United States has formally apologized and there's some good ones um, the U.S. Army during World War II hid and shielded a famous freaking uh, Gestapo officer. Uh, they used him as an informant during the last years of the war and helped him evade capture and get out of the country. And then, as most things, you do dirt. It'll eventually come to light. And that's what happened. Um, I believe said that France uh, did an investigation and found out that, yo, y'all been hiding this motherfucker? And they were like, no, 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 no. We, we, we not hiding him still, but we did, like, pay him to be a snitch. And then, like, we helped him get out the country. But after that, we had nothing, we had nothing to do with him. But it's still like, yo, that was a Nazi, and Nazis got to get their comeuppance, you know. They got to pay for what they did. So we issued a formal apology. Our bad. Another time, 
we apologize, and rightfully so, again, for the internment of Japanese citizens during World War II. And uh, I actually, uh, I went back home to D.C., and I was in the, uh, I believe it's in the American History Museum. There, There's a pretty large exhibit about uh, the internment of Japanese citizens uh, in the country. Uh, Fort Minor. Throwback. Mike Shinoda uh, has a song on, on, their, on their album. I believe it's the last song on the album. Um, uh, I believe his name was Steve Cohen. He was a Democrat from Tennessee. He noted that despite the government issuing an apology for interning Japanese citizens and later pressuring Japan to apologize for forcing Chinese women to work as sex slaves during World War II, the American government had never formally recognized and apologized for slavery. 2008. By recognizing, officially recognizing its role in perpetuating the horrors of slavery and Jim Crow, the American government, this article says, took a step forward in addressing and atoning for one of its greatest wrongs. That was 2008, we're in 2019, and, you know, apologies don't mean shit unless there's action behind it, an actual remorse for the things that were done. And I don't think we're there yet. To be quite honest, I don't think we'll ever really be there. But that's enough time on my soapbox, on my pulpit. It's Duffy, it's Blackface White Place. Hope you enjoyed the listen. I'll be back next week. Ayo Cat, take me out. Get on out there and be somebody